0: today and welcome to Radio Notes. I'm John Murch, the producer and host of, where those in music talk life and those in life chat music and more. Our feature guest on this episode is Kobe Grant from the archives from 2011. I'm also going to give you a snippet of...
1: Before I did Manchester with Ed, which is 15,000, this whiskey jar for 50 people saying, look, I just need to practice this, do you mind? And I was doing like harmony stuff, trying to break the audience up and because... There's a horn section in one of my songs and I'm trying to get the audience to do the horn section, which they do. And so I was practicing on them before doing that. So
0: Jamie Lawson for a number of years ago. In fact, from April the 1st, a few hours after he was signed to Ed Sheeran's record label, that coming up as well. But first, as we do every episode... In the box. I'm Fine, the single from Fura, that's F-E-R-L-A, now has a clip and they're very close to releasing the debut album, It's Personal. Time of release, 24 hours left to their pre-order vinyl on Pausable. That's one of a few that have come through my inbox in the last few days. Another is Canberra's Liv Lee has released a James Yumumi remix of their Bloom cut, took until the second decade of their life to say publicly they wanted to be a singer. They certainly have arrived and they can be heard vocalising the transitions of memories. On the one night that I headed out for some Adelaide fringe action this year, I wandered through the Adelaide University cloisters at night and reminded of the great Aussie band The Gurge. For those outside of Australia, that's Regurgitator. Not a band one would think would release a children's album, though who knew the cockroaches would? That's what the Gurge have done. The really, 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 really boring album is out by them through Universal Music for kids or those on you decide. 35 minutes long. I don't want a dog. Pillow fight. Farting is a part of life on it too. Mr. Butt, another cut. That's a couple of emails that have dropped in my box in the last few weeks. Let's dive now into our feature guest that happens to be from the archives.
2: Toby Grant, originally from Perth, Australia, now based in Europe, at 19, was studying medicine when they decided to travel one side of Australia to the other, to Melbourne, to follow their music dream. A Song About Me to date is one of their most popular tunes. They also captured hearts with Winter Bear, a tune co-written with a grandparent about a stillbirth. Recently, they found a huge and new audience through appearing regularly on German television in a music contest. From that, released an album of covers that highlight their unique vocals. A number of years ago, Kobe Grant toured through Adelaide, South Australia and played the Wheat Sheaf Hotel, before the show, she slipped into the kitchen and sat on the bench to speak with John.
0: From WA to Victoria, straight through to the world. It's Kobe Grant who joins us now. Kobe, thanks for joining us in the kitchen of the Wheatchip Hotel. Yeah.
3: My absolute pleasure. It is very glamorous in here, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't believe that they actually uh, work with gold benches in the back of the wheatie. <laughs> uh, that, and that's what they do. Firstly, the excitement, or is it just nerves of he- heading overseas?
3: it's uh it's there's no nerves it's kind of um it's bittersweet in a way because i am really excited on one hand i'm really excited i'm going over i'm gonna just you know go where the music's taking me and follow my dreams but on the other hand i am leaving behind people that i love and and a home that i have made in melbourne um, but I never feel like I'm not nervous about it. Travelling has never made me nervous or, or being by myself has never made me nervous. So it's mainly just really excited about it. I'm not thinking about the day I leave until I have to leave.
0: Is it a love or a passion to be by yourself? Because it's only whilst you're by yourself you know yourself.
3: Well, that's true. Yeah, that's um, that's actually very clever. I might steal that line away. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's... Sometimes I think it's because what I do is so social, um, you know, with the music and, and also the way that I love to talk to people and when I'm when I'm playing and after I'm playing, I always want to converse with, um, you know, the people that come and see me. And, and so it's ca- kind of always up, up, up. And so when I do have alone time, it feels nice to relax a little bit and unwind a little bit.
0: And what do you find about yourself in that space?
3: You know, I know myself really well, so I don't think I'm... Um, I always had a very strong identity of self and I think that came from my parents and always just been, you know, confident within myself and, and I've, I've never wondered about, you know, who am I or I must travel here to find out who I am. I know who I am and, I'm, and I feel very blessed. I just find alone time is just relaxing. <laughs> what
0: about WA? Because that's a home in itself as well. And yeah. I, I think it would be a miss of you not to accredit WA to success really, the, uh, the time to think as you're saying. Yeah. Uh, by yourself, as well as creating music there.
3: Well, um, WA is my home, you know, and that is always where my heart will be. Um, and I hope that I do end up back there. But it's, you know, it's a beautiful place, but it's just not where I can, do, you know, do music, unfortunately. But you're right, it's where I started. You know, I started, that's where my first gigs were when I was 16 years old and waitressing at some place and they gave me a shot on a Sunday afternoon so that is where it began that's where I started singing and singing lessons and guitar lessons and so you're right it does it's very much a part of me
0: and it's very scenic as well Uh, WA I'm very much looking forward to spending some quality time in my retirement there
3: oh yes well I hope I spend my retirement there too I've never I've traveled the world and I've never seen beaches quite like you know the west coast of Australia so I'm yes very blessed
0: let's talk about the song uh, that i'm affectionately calling need to know okay i could uh that's what i'm calling it anyway what, <laughs> what's inspiring some of these newer songs at the moment
3: well they're always about me and things that are happening to me right now in my life i never write songs about other things because they just come out sounding like a bit contrived so um that one is very clearly about you know this trip this going away and. Um, You know, I I need to do it because if I don't, if I don't go overseas, if I don't try that, then I will feel as though I I do have that regret of not giving everything a go that I could have.
0: But the song itself, and by the way, it's not actually called Need to Know. It has no title It
3: has no title. I wrote wrote it two days ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm so just claiming that as a title so we know together. Need to
3: Know. Uh, That's pretty good. Need
0: to Know, in brackets, I could.
3: Need to Know, in brackets, I could. All right, I will put that into the running. Are you leaving a lot
0: behind?
3: I feel as though I've always been um, something of a nomad anyway. I mean, I left my home, Perth, when I was 19 and although i have you know beautiful friends and, and you know melbourne is a wonderful place to live i only miss people i don't m- miss places as much it's the people that i miss so i am leaving you know i'm leaving an- another life behind that you know is, is a different one and a different path and i wish that i could live them both but i have to choose and music and my passion is leading the way
0: also leading that drive is the, uh, and some people don't like talking about this, but I'm going to, the commercial success of Song About Me, which is a bit of a catalyst for this tour. Definitely. That,
3: when, um, you know, not only, I mean, that song's been incredible for me. I've the, the publishing company that I have in Melbourne, Gaga Music Publishing, they got that one in both the Scandinavian TV commercial and now the Ski Yogurt commercial. It's also been in a couple of Australian TV series. It's just been so good for me, that song, and yeah, I mean, the commercial success of it has been great, and there's nothing wrong with commercial success, I wish I had more of it, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this for that, but it does help so much as an independent artist especially those opportunities you can't get them anywhere else those licensing opportunities are fantastic
0: one of the uh, Clio Top 50 Bachelors and please keep on voting for him Uh, he's uh, number well he's 33 years of age his name's Mark Shultez he's performed with Sting his licensing stuff
2: oh is,
0: is driving his music as well, of course. Pack to the rafters is yes. is his cash cow.
3: His song, the Pack to the Rafters song, the main song.
0: Uh, he, he's had many a song. Oh, on, on it. it.
3: Okay. As an independent artist, that is where you, we can make some money because it's <laughs> touring and on the road is very difficult you really you know break, breaking even is a success and it's only because you're just investing the money straight back into publicity and getting around and playing the shows and everything that goes with it so licensing is not only this mass exposure that you know is hard for an independent artist to get because the commercial radio stations won't play us unless we're signed and the you know the community ones although very supportive they just don't have that mass you know so the licensing is incredible And although we do, it, we would do it for free I would do it for free It is great to get that money mm. To come in To put straight And of course we put it straight back into our music Like everyone is It's a small business And so I'm, I'm fully expecting a loss for the first few years But I'm just putting it all back in as much as I can and
0: He's performed with Sting recently And you've performed with Don McLean
3: True but um, I would have swapped Because Sting's probably better <laughs> I think um, Sting is Huge, like, you know... Stin and he's is into one of the
0: same yoga as well, the... the Bikram? Brit, yeah. Ah. Down on Pulteney Street, uh, before his gig, he was there doing it.
3: Doing Bikram, Yes, yeah.
0: with the ladies and being such a gentleman. Oh,
3: there's hardly any... Um, there's hardly any guys, actually. Like, it's, it's majority women, so good on him. The Don, the Don McLean shows, I was... Um, I only, unfortunately, got to do one. Um, I mean, fortunately, because that was great, but I wish I'd got the whole tour... That the actual support she was uh, couldn't do that one night, and so it was the best opportunity for me.
0: Let's talk more about Kobe Grant and things that she loves. Dogs.
3: Yeah, you're a dog lover, aren't you? Oh my God, I love dogs. Puppy love
0: is a way of explaining Kobe's <gasps> biggest smile that she ever yeah. has.
3: <laughs> I have uh, recently, my partner decided to get a puppy, and I'm not looking forward to the day that I leave Charlie. That's his name, but um, I'm... Sorry, the
0: partner or the dog? No,
3: the dog. Yes yeah, forget
0: <laughs> the partner, it's all about the yeah, dog. Yeah,
3: no worries about him. No, I um, it's just crazy. I think I had dogs all growing up. We had family dogs, and I guess being away for that long and not wanting to get a dog because I travel so much and not wanting to, you know, it's not fair mm-hmm. to the animal, but I just forgot how much pure joy an animal can bring you, and he just brings me that, like, every day. It's only been two months, he's still a baby, but... I just love him like to pieces I could just eat him But I love dogs anyway I'm a big dog person
0: It's not a maternal thing It is just a bonding uh, Between partners as well Oh
3: I think it's maternal (laughs) Yes he's my baby A dog I'm his mama (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Yeah it's maternal
0: (laughs) Let's talk about uh, a lyric If we may Please Um, do And the lyric um, That I have always called to be Seductive, intimate And highly romantic You love how I taste
3: Yes how dare you write one
0: of the finest lyrics in the world? Ah,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, that is kind of... Uh, I just slipped that one right in there, don't I? <laughs> but um, it is. It's, it's very intimate because everyone has a, a different taste. Only who you choose to share it with knows.
0: And that's obviously the follow-up to the lyric that appears in Heartbeat, which you played later in your set, almost the taste of, of your lips. Yeah,
3: the taste of your lips. How strong
0: is the sense of taste over sight?
3: I think... You know, you can't, it is, it's it's much more intimate, that's for sure. But we, you know, us humans, that is how we share our love for each other, is kissing. So I always, I mention kissing and lips and hearts quite a bit.
0: And and it also uh, reflects on a couple of extra pounds. I reckon the extra pounds are around your heart more than they are around Mm. your waist.
3: Well, thank you very much for that. (laughs) No, it's only... Actually, it's only recently that I have accepted that those extra pounds are never going to go anywhere because I do enjoy eating and drinking.
0: Because of taste.
3: That's right, because taste is good. That is absolutely right.
0: You're a very positive person, a very happy person, and surely there's times when you haven't been. Yes. How does songwriting actually help that to keep it in line?
3: Songwriting um, is the release of anything positive and negative and Feelings. So whenever you know, whenever something comes up and I feel something strongly, then that that always comes out in a song. So I think um, I mean I do I do think that I'm quite positive, but everyone has their moments as well.
0: Because a lot of the songwriters that I think you enjoy are more of an upbeat nature, mm-hmm. or at least. Uh, Thinking in a positive way. I'm thinking you mentioned uh, today, uh, Newton Faulkner, for mm-hmm. example.
3: Yes, uh, an very extremely positive.
0: talented writer, but not really willing to bring the negative. He's, he's on a focus. He's on a path. He's on a story of of positivity.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I've always believed in putting that those positive that positive energy out there and you will get back what you're putting out so you know I know that I I write about believing in yourself and what you are trying to do and that doesn't just apply you know obviously that's why people can relate because although I wrote it about my own journey Mm. everybody has a journey and and you know nothing just comes for free like it is hard work sometimes so we need to stay positive
0: let's just check in here so you're heading overseas Mm -hmm. on a one-way ticket one-way ticket So obviously no idea when you're coming back. No. Is there particular goals that you're setting for yourself? Yes. How high are they and what are they?
3: Well, this is my big go. This is the go that I'm, you know, I'm going over there and I just achieved, you know, success over there because of the song being in the commercial and and also most songs got played on um, some major German radio stations. So releasing a CD in Germany will kind of be the culmination of all that stuff and, and hopefully... It is successful, so I mean, my goal is to be in a place with my music where I am not doing anything except the performing and the writing. You know, I would like to s- sit back from having to do the other work, which you know people really don't—they don't know about it so much. Which is like the booking of the shows, the publicity, the promotion, the logistics, organizing tours. But
0: it's kept your music organic over the years. It has. Though, and it has. Kept it real.
3: But now. It's time. Like, you know, it has been, it has done that. And I don't regret the journey that I've taken. And I mean, I've had to learn the business. And so, you know, I've got my business hat on, but it, it, it's a fine line between like being businessy and thinking of yourself as a brand and how to get out there. And like, i constantly being on the computer promoting and through, and I love the internet, but I hate the internet at the same time. Because without it, I couldn't do what I do. But sometimes it just gets overwhelming. There's ne- it's a never-ending to-do list kind of thing. So my aim is just I want to be successful enough that I have a team that looks after that stuff. And, and it can be – because the best part of all is the plane. Like, that is the best. It's like this state of complete joy that I am in. And if I can do that all the time and just, you know, be able to ride and not have to worry about the other stuff, that's my goal
0: the internet is changing the music scene as people will say it's now online and Mm -hmm. the music has to be put online it seems and gone are the days of the lp i think not but it's 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 a changing landscape
3: Mm. with this new you know the new way it is there's always going to be people who want to buy the cd like me i want to but i kind of think that it's great that you, you can't make as much money as an artist like you know all the big labels and the big artists they're all up in arms because they're not you know everyone's getting their music for free what it means is that people are going to spend the money on coming to see you live and so then if you can't cut it live you're going to be cut out so all this crap that you hear on the radio Mm -hmm. you know it's not going to make any money for them so if they can't sing live it's going to be so i'm like hoping it does a full circle back to real musicians you know so there's still real musicians out there of course and even out there on the commercial scene of course but I just want it to cut all this auto-tune crap out.
0: Let's hear a tune live from Promethean. It's called Charlie. This is just a guitar and you on stage. Yes. No band. Let's just hear how good this stuff can be live. That's Charlie by Kobe Grant, who joins us for a quick chat here this evening in the back room in the kitchen in the Witchy Hotel, obsessed with some woman called Haley Calvet. Who is she? She
3: should is... Should I be obsessed? You should find her, Who's... YouTube her... She is just a girl in Brisbane, um, doing her thing, like, you know, just an independent musician. She supported me, It was organised by the venue bookers at a show in the Gold Coast, and I was just mesmerised, and that rarely happens to me. Like, I'm quite judgmental, and I cannot remember the last time I found a female singer-songwriter that I loved. I do find a lot of guys that I, you know, love their voices, but she's incredible. Like, she's, she's like a more bluesy Eva Cassidy like Mm. and she can Mm. play she's like John Mayer on the guitar it's it's incredible you're gonna be obsessed with her so I've started like stalking Mm. her and everything really well she informed me that we were in fact already Facebook friends and she was following me on Twitter and I was like well I'm about to return that sister (laughs)
0: So her name's Haley H-A-I-L-E-Y, Calvert, C-A-L-V-E-R-T. That's, yes. That's where you stalk her. You go yes, ahead. Yes,
3: please do. Stalk her.
0: Now, one of the uh, the, the taglines of Kobe Grant and the self-marketing that you've been doing is, um, Kobe Grant is my friend, Kobe Grant be my friend, that kind of thing. Yep. Obviously, following up on the whole MySpace phenomenon that died a little and is doing and whatever it's doing, that's worked. Marketing genius.
3: Well, um... I guess I didn't want to change. You know, you need to be aware of what you're selling. Unfortunately, like you do need to be aware of what you're selling. And I decided long ago that I don't want to sell anything that's not real. Like, so I want to sell just myself the way that I am. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? And what's and all as well. Everything. So I find that this way I can relate to people more because I actually personally write the emails out and I'm always keeping people informed. And I like to talk to people too, like you know. And I want them to know who I am. I write, you know, I'm very candid, and you know, I'm. That's I want them to know that they are my friends.
0: The album you're working on at the moment. Yes. It is an album, not an EP. Album, yeah. Okay. Who can we look forward to finding in those liner notes when we buy the LP buy the, the Same LP record? producer
3: that, I work with, with my other, that I've worked with my other EPs, Anthony Rester. Yeah. He's a guy based in Boston in America. He's worked with Elton John, Duran Duran, Sean Mullins. Some average people, really. Yeah. yeah, and but that isn't why I went to him. I went to him because I found him through listening to an independent musician's song and being like, who produced that? So, he's an incredible man. He's crazy in a good way. And he's just got the best out of me. He did a song about me. He did I Know That I'll Know. He's done... And uh, when you find someone that you can work with, it's hard to, you know...
0: He, he's also matched, I think it was him, the rhythm section of your work with the rhythm of your of your voice. And which your voice, of course, is the key to your music. Yeah. That's not always possible. No. You'll hear singer summarised playing their guitar and singing and the, the rhythm section is just there.
3: yeah. Yeah special guy. He, he's amazing, yeah. I love everything that he does and I can't wait to get back there and record in the studio with him again this year.
0: He brings some usos along as well, does he? Or you bring some music? along? He is
3: a multi-instrumentalist. There you go. So I do, you know, piano, guitar, vocal, some percussion and he does everything else. Kirby,
0: thanks very much for Thank catching you. up for a chat. been an absolute pleasure.
3: My My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Kobe Grant from the archives. Her original music is being re-released post-appearing on German TV and a brand new album out late 2019. There is already an album of covers out called Something Borrowed.
0: Just a little bit more on Kobe Grant. Del Cinque is an artist that features two Songs With Kobe's vocals on them From an album they released And there was found And no place for them Lost my way And a soldier's wife That you can find Kobe Grant's vocals on There's been a reissue Of the 1993 Blake Babies Innocence and Experience record It's available on gorgeous Wide vinyl through American Laundry Mat Records Absolutely fantastic record As I mentioned Back from 1993 Which was out through Mammoth Records Has been reissued through American Laundry Matte Records. That's uh, the Blake Babies featuring the wonderful lead vocals of the very, very wonderful Juliana Hatfield.
2: Dive into the archives.
0: Jamie Lawson, welcome to Radio Notes. Hello. Ten years ago, an album about heartbreak and moving on.
1: I've been playing for a fair few years. I was doing the circuit in London, playing all the acoustic gigs that they have there and that's where I first met Ed, actually, is where, in a place called The Bedford in Balham, where we did a gig together, so he was doing similar venues that I was. So I released a record, are we talking, uh, I've released two albums.
0: Around 2006 it was.
1: Oh, that would be Last night Stars. That's a heavy album. <laughs> have you heard it? Absolutely. You have? That's what I'm mentioning. Well, not many people have, so I'm surprised. And then I made another record called The Pull of the Moon.
0: This record, the first record then that we are talking yeah. about, featuring songs like Panic Attack oh, as shit, well as yeah. it's, it's Over. Yeah. Quite a dark record.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: What was that catalyst for recording a record like that?
1: I think the reason I ever wrote a song in the first place, the reason I ever picked up a guitar, the reason I sing was to get out what was inside, Mm. if that makes any sense. Uh, And not being able to do that in a normal way, as in not really having the ability to go and talk to anyone. Mm. You know, that's still quite apparent to me. Singing was my uh, release. So, you know, you know, some people would say it's very cathartic and stuff. I think that's very true, especially early on. These days, I don't need to do that so much, and therefore the music is different.
0: We might be led to believe that the first single which has been released within days is the first seed of, of yeah. your story, but I want to be bold and say, no, it's not. Mm. J- Jamie has done the hard yards, and it's been a great story in itself.
1: I think they say 10,000 hours or something before you get your break. Mine's a few more hours than that, I'd say. So it's been a while coming.
0: You talk about the live circuit and performing with a guy called Ed Sheeran back then, and he's now signed you to his label, which yeah. is the big news that you've brought to Australia. What is he like? His
1: shows are some of the best shows I've ever seen. I think he is very special. I think he has a thing that very few people have as an artist. As a friend, he's very down to earth. He's very you know, easy to talk to he's good with advice, he's smart, he's very young, but I would quite happily go to him and say, oh, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think? And he'll give me a very good reason.
0: How does that age difference work? Is there just maturity and intelligence that's equal?
1: It's odd because I look out for him and I don't need to. He's got people looking out for him. Maybe because I'm a bit older and because I, you know, I'm fond of him because he's a friend, I look out for him. I consider myself a very... Uncle, uncle or something like that you know.
0: You're about to be thrown into the spotlight somewhere where you may not have been so strongly over yeah. the last few years. You've seen it happen to Ed. Is there any lessons that you're keeping in your back pocket how to deal with this idea of fame?
1: Yeah I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how he deals with it. He's huge. He can't go anywhere. I don't want that really. I'd like success.
0: It's that Sears scenario isn't it? Sears from here in Adelaide that it's about connecting through the music but not necessarily everything else that comes yeah. with that.
1: I have no interest in going to glam parties or anything like that. I think I'm probably considered the tour bore because I don't drink and you know anything. So for me, the the gig is the the, the important thing of it all. You know, the actual plane, the half hour I get to sing these songs, the highlight of the day for me. So,
0: what is that inspiration for songwriting for you? It's the very same reason I think, which is communication. Is uh, it the same muse? Do you have a muse?
1: Well, I guess throughout life I've had, it probably is the same use in the sense of, oh, it's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? That desire to reach people in some way that you can't otherwise. People often ask me if I get nervous before going on stage and I don't, never have done. It's the easiest thing in the world to me. Doing something like this, mm. just talking to you, that's I feel that's like I'm making
0: you feel uncomfortable. But you're not. It's, but it's not me, is it? No.
1: So this, this is the hard bit for me.
0: It's fine. You know, what I, I don't not enjoy it, but... Uh, it's easier for you to have a song than to have a chat. How do you find talking about love then? Because obviously the songs there are of, about. Without the guitar, can you talk about love? Probably. Hmm.
1: I'm better at it now. I used to be, you
0: know, like a brick wall.
1: These days I'm okay at it. Yeah. It got easier.
0: The best way for you to communicate is through song.
1: I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sure it is for a lot of people that don't write songs. I don't know how they communicate or cope. (laughs) I got lucky. I picked up an instrument.
0: Always been the guitar?
1: Yeah. I'm very useless at anything else, really. I can play a bit of piano and stuff, but uh, generally just for writing on. I couldn't play
0: at a gig. I'd be useless, to say the least. Where is that place where you feel most comfortable sitting down to write? It can be anywhere. I don't have a specific space and
1: time. Generally, just try and pick the guitar up every day because it might be there today. It's that kind of thing, you know. As long as you just keep keep it ticking, those, cogs, those creative cogs in your head, as long as they're aware that they're still there to work, you can write anywhere really as soon as that mood takes you. But it's difficult to kind of, you can't put it into a schedule, I don't think. There are some people that do. Richard Thompson, I hear, goes into an office every day like works nine to five writing songs and so it obviously works for him because he's very good at it I think as long as I just keep it playing it's been tough on tour actually I've not picked it up so much so I should try now we've got a bit more time I know Ed was saying he wrote something yesterday afternoon and he's the busiest man on the planet so
0: you don't drink I don't drink mm-hmm. is there a particular reason for that because the rock and roll lifestyle would suggest swigging a few back maybe
1: yeah, it definitely is. Touring-wise, it's just that my voice won't handle it, as simple as that. It's not necessarily a thing that uh, I don't enjoy it. When I'm off tour, I might have one or two, but even then, I don't miss it at all. So I like, I'm like. i a sucker for cake. That's the thing I really need to give up more than alcohol. <laughs> I have the sweetest tooth, and if I could give up any of that, that would be amazing. I'm sure I'd be a lot healthier.
0: Who's the sounding board for releases? Is there a particular family member, mate over the UK...? that you share the record with before signing it off? Being
1: in the position I am now, it'll go through about 20 different people. You know, label people, uh, Ed's Ed's people, there's other label people, there's my management, you know, it'll go through a lot of people. Not necessarily people that I would say, do you fancy having a listen to this and just let me know what you think. Mm. I
0: feel like I should turn the mics off and go, how do you feel about that? But I'm not (laughs) going to, I would not do that to you. But I do want to make sure that statement is true, that it's nice to have people you can trust.
1: Yeah. Ed's thing from the start of mentioning it to me was that the only person that can make a great Jamie Lawson record is Jamie Lawson, so he just wants me to go and do what I do, and there's nothing more than that, it's no, oh we might need to make it a bit cooler for this market or you might need to do this, it's just like you go and do your thing because that's what I love about you, you know, you can't have a better A&R man than that, Yeah, uh, it's very brave but he's in a position to be brave.
0: Jamie, thank you very much for your time. Absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Jamie Lawson from the 1st of April 2015, two days before Wasn't Expecting That was released through Ed Sheeran's label. And our feature guest for today was the wonderful Kobe Grant. Back from 2011, her albums are going to be re-released post a German television show in the coming weeks. And then you can look forward to a brand new album from her, later this year
2: radionotespodcast.com for show notes and links web design there by steve davis theme music by martin kennedy and all india radio i'm tammy weller john murch is the producer and host based in adelaide south australia